Lisa Carmody here and welcome to Lisa's Wedding World, a podcast for brides, bridesmaids, wedding guests or those who simply love weddings. MK Bridal is an award-winning bridal boutique in the heart of Navantown, County Meath. Some of the stunning collections available include designers such as Enzoani, Paloma Blanca and Sotero. The owner Moraid chats to me today on how to shop for your bridal gown, who you should bring and how you know when it's time to say yes to that dress. I do hope you enjoy this episode of Lisa's Wedding World. Maureen, thank you for joining me today on my podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Now, as it is a wedding podcast, I have to start by asking you, can you tell me a little bit about your own wedding day? Yeah, um, I got married in 2016, the 30th of April. Um, it was a great day. Um, yeah, we our reception was in Palmerstown House Estate, and we got married in a church in Avon. Yeah, it was great. And how did you find the journey of finding the dress for you when when you were going through that? Well, I didn't own MK Bridal at that stage, so I'm kind of glad that the pressure would have been immense if I had had the bridal boutique. (laughs) So, yeah, I think I was really an easy process for me. I didn't think too much about it. I loved wedding dresses. I knew I wanted a classic style. So um, I did the usual and tried, you know, each style, each shape on me. Mm-hmm. and just found that the fit and flair was best for me and um, I did go for a Michaela wedding dress mm-hmm. so the ca- Canadian designer so yeah I just did the classic try everything and that was the one that suited and it was lace and did you do many appointments or visit many stores when you were finding your own dress well I really feel the process like it's actually changed since I got my wedding dress I did two stores and that's mm-hmm. it um and where I found my dress I visited twice so I found it on the first day and then just went away to have a little think and then came back a couple of days later which I think girls still do now and I think that's sometimes a good idea to get some clarity mm-hmm. you know we step away from things Um, yeah so I didn't go to too many I didn't want to confuse myself I kind of knew when I put it on and I actually judged you know, I brought my mother and my sister with me. And when I walked out in my dress, their reaction was great. You know, they're like, oh, mm. wow. and I kind of, that made, you know, the clear in my mind that it was the one. Wow. And did you, did you know when you went looking what you wanted or did you end up with something completely different in the end? The classic case of I went for something completely different. <laughs> like, believe you me, right? I uh, my Pinterest was all ball gowns, like A lines, um, all plain, very classic style, and they just didn't suit me. When I went to try them on, I just looked kind of drowned in them, and I from the start I said, "Look, I don't want lace. No, no, I, I won't try it. It's lace." And lo and behold, I went for <laughs> lace. <laughs> a lace fit and flare like you couldn't go more opposite the one I thought oh but that happens to so many I think like I hear so many brides have a clear picture and Pinterest boards full of dresses and then they go the complete opposite so it's it's good to I suppose go in with an open mind as well that is so important like I'd say it's as high as 90% of the time that happens wow 
and it's really important for like as a bride now to trust your consultant you know because they see the dresses on multiple people every day so they know body shapes and what suits and you know just have an open mind because it can really work and it can really surprise you you know like mm -hmm. myself so then you're saying you didn't have MK Bridal at the time. So was it your own wedding journey that inspired you to open the store? Or how did you know that, I suppose, a bridal boutique was the boutique you wanted to open? Um, I always had an interest in bridal fashion. I loved the magazines and I was in retail anyway, but at a totally different end. It was in like grocery, but um, <laughs> uh, I was like with my family and 2016 we, we sold it. So I had the opportunity to do this. And there was an amazing bridal boutique in Navan called Lauda for 30 years. And I just loved her business ethos and you know she had a great shop there and you know was the staple in our community for so long and everybody seemed to get their dress there that I was kind of just like thought it would be great I, when she retired to open up a place that kind of you know followed on from that mm. and then I suppose when I went around looking for my dress I was craving the experience of like what you would see on the tv and it <laughs> wasn't like that so like I wasn't getting the the you know Prosecco when you walked in and all the moments you know so I kind of thought I'd love to create that for brides and I, I hope I have so yeah that's that's really why I did and you're you're four years in business now so things must be going well yeah look it's been the quickest four years but I've enjoyed every minute it's been amazing and I love meeting our brides and the best thing about my job is you just don't know who's coming in the door mm -hmm. and all the different stories and from the moment you meet someone you just have an instant connection and then you're, you're kind of friends by the time they leave you know because we do the alterations as well mm -hmm. so um yeah I've met some amazing brides so for brides who've just gotten engaged or haven't started the wedding dress process, it can be very overwhelming, as we said, with Pinterest boards. And we're kind of consumed by by so much online now as well with with ideas of what people might should should or might look like on their wedding day. So there's lots of factors that come into play, like where do you start? How many appointments do you book on a certain day? So so what do you think is the first thing that brides should do when they're starting their their dress search? Yeah, like I just touched on something you said there, like from the, I got married four years ago and there was no certain pressure like there is now. I think social media pay, plays a big part in like the perfect wedding, the perfect dress. Do you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. we're all trying to create recreate that. So I would try and keep that in your mind that, you know, social media is that it's social media, you know, it's portraying a perfect picture. I would think the first thing to do is research your boutiques because it's important that they carry the style that you think that you want. So if you're going for like a boho look, I would research boutiques that have it. Or if you are a curvier bride, I would make sure that the boutique stock sizes that you're going to get a good look of the dress when you're in it. Mm -hmm. um, I would then narrow your search down to two or three shops and start there I always think it's best not to do too many bridal boutiques on the one day either because it actually is tiring mm -hmm. so I would like keep it to two if you're doing multiple on one day or try and spread them out okay don't pick too many to go to 
and obviously as well they they might necessarily be close to each other so you have to factor in travel and you know if you're you're meeting someone so it can be a really long day and it is important to remember that so then we've made the appointment and the next thing the world and its mother wants to come with you to to try on dresses so who who is the best person from your experience what you've seen over the years to bring like should you bring that very honest bridesmaid do you bring the mother-in-law should you try and keep it to maybe just two people rather than bringing five or six and obviously that's changed in recent times with restrictions but what's the kind of I suppose the best advice in terms of making sure that the bride doesn't get overwhelmed by too many opinions on the day well on your first appointment anyway many brides can get overwhelmed even just the thoughts of going in you see rails and rails of dresses it's like oh my god where do we start so it's important to bring people who know you and who know your style mm-hmm. and who you love and trust, you know, to give you their honest opinion. So like for me, I brought my mom and my sister, you mm-hmm. know, they know my style, we very similar tastes. So I know I wouldn't be going wrong, you know, they steer me in the right direction. I definitely would keep it to a minimum of two or three. Mm-hmm. If you bring too many people, it's just too many opinions and it just can get too much for a bride. And the last thing you want to do is get upset on your first appointment or any appointment, you know. And as well, there's the idea now, too, of maybe surprising your bridesmaids. I know um, Chevelle that I recently spoke with did that and she was actually in an MK bridal dress. But she I thought that was a great idea. Her four bridesmaids did, hadn't seen her dress at all. So I think she took her mom and her sisters as well. So I suppose that's something nice that you can do for your bridesmaids, because a lot of the time we we feel like we need to share everything with them. So and, and her pictures are stunning as well. So that's, a, I suppose, a little tip for people, too, if they want to kind of restrict the numbers that they can kind of use it as a surprise. Capturing that moment when they see you all done up, you know, mm. it's great. What what we do actually is um, after you've picked the dress and you say your dress comes in the six or seven months after, we always do an initial try on. So there's another opportunity to bring your bridesmaids at that fitting. Like it's not, we're not altering the dress, but you're trying on your actual wedding dress. You know, so it's a good time to bring people along. That's a great idea. And just looking at you mentioned times there, what kind of I know there's there's all these checklists and rules about when you should start shopping for a dress. And what is kind of your rough guide without freaking anybody out that that may not have much time to, to plan? But I mean, I know some people say a year, 18 months others say six months I mean it's not like you'll go without a dress but what's what's kind of the I suppose your opinion as a, as a bridal consultant well yeah it's 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 everybody does have a different uh, opinion on this I would always say start your search a year in advance so mm-hmm. that's like researching all of that you know picking where you're gonna go and then over a month do your appointment so like say if you've got three boutiques do three weeks in a row you're on your Saturday or whatever and you're going to go or you pick a certain week where you do three Mm -hmm. and then I would like it that way you have time if you need to have a second look at a dress do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean a week after but I would just have it done and dusted within the nine months definitely okay and then obviously you need to factor in for alterations as well and if dresses need to be ordered in I actually think nine ten months for ordering and alterations is fine okay Perfect. And then when you do go to try on the dress, 
again there's lots of do's and don'ts about do you are you allowed to wear a fake tan can you wear a gradual tan just so you don't have that ghostly white look makeup you know should we wear deodorant like i suppose what are the kind of do's and don'ts there just so brides are not wasting their time too if they go in and they can't try on a dress because they have fake tan on or makeup on yeah i always say you know just like kind of don't wear tan that you just put on that morning like obviously that would go all over the dresses so if you've got like your tan on and it's three days old that's perfect you know because it's it's less likely to, to transfer onto the dresses deodorant is perfectly fine i would actually say when you're going to appointments pop a little kind of deodorant in your bag um a bobbin Mm-hmm. Uh, some wipes because it's just like you're in and out of dresses it's actually hard work mm-hmm. <laughs> so I would say bring those things with you you know um but I don't I'm not too sure on the gradual tans the dub if they dry in mm. and they're not transferable like that's fine if they're not going to go all over yeah. your clothes then they're not going to go all over the bridal but just in terms of uh makeup just be wary not to put it down your neck too far mm-hmm. that's when it gets on to all the lovely high necks and i suppose it's just being mindful of somebody else is getting into the dress after you so just be mindful of that you know mm-hmm. and as well i think like the emotion of the day and the adrenaline you're gonna you're going to get hot you're probably going to sweat a little bit too so you have to kind of take that into consideration too with just being prepared with with the wipes and the the deodorant like you said yeah it's just those little things that we don't think think of like the bobbin is like Mm. that is the the essential because like i wonder what my hair will be like oh if you have your little bobbin with you just put it up and see what it's like Mm -hmm. that is the the number one thing to bring (laughs) as well as your nude underwear Nude underwear, yeah. So and what, yeah. what about your high heels? Should you bring a heel that's similar to what you might go with on the day just to kind of get an idea? Or is that something that the, the boutique should have kind of there to help with? Do you know, we used to have the heels, but now in the current climate, we can't. Mm. So um, it's advisable that you bring, now it's important to bring a pair of slip-on heels and not, you know, that you're fiddling, trying to close them, yeah. you know, it, it, with a strap. So the slip-on, and, and it's, a small heel is perfect and preferably a nude color so it's not like really bold and striking and that's all you focus on mm-hmm. and then another little tip as well i know everybody's got a fitbit and you know big watches and like statement jewelry all of that i would just leave at home mm-hmm. you know less is more when you're trying on bridal gowns because you don't want when you stand in the mirror and look at yourself in a bridal gown your veil you don't want the focus to pull on a watch or a big change, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it, it can. And I suppose as well, you're not going to be wearing those things on your day. So maybe if there is like a special piece of jewellery that you know, you know, might be something old from like a, a relative that you might wear, I suppose bring that so you have an idea of like a necklace or a bracelet just so that you, you know, maybe your mom or your, your sister or your bridesmaid have it there on the day so that if you know this might be the dress you can pop it on quickly and just see well yeah that that works with it or it doesn't but other than that you don't need to worry about any of the the jewelry at your yeah 100 yeah and you have stunning collections in your store uh, as i mentioned chevelle earlier on um 
she wore uh, one of your dresses and, and loved the experience that she had. And it was actually the second store that she went to, the second wedding dress that she bought. Um, but one of your brands, Enzoani, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Listeners might recognise it. I know it was a designer that Terry McAvoy wore on her wedding day last year in Portugal. And it's gained it's gained a lot of popularity, I think, with Irish brides. So do you find that Irish brides are coming for the brands that you stock, knowing exactly kind of, you know, it's that it's that brand or nothing else, or are they are they coming with an open mind, like like we suggested at the start? Yeah, they are. They they're um, Irish brides are very knowledgeable when it comes to wedding dresses. I think it's very accessible now with the internet to find designers that you really relate to. So um, the likes of Enzoni, Essence of Australia, you know Paloma Blanket, they do pull in. Uh, brides to the store but don't be surprised that if you come for a specific style that you go with somebody else do mm. you know what I mean and sometimes brides can be like oh but this is not what I yeah, I wanted but sometimes it just doesn't suit so that happens a lot too mm. and just I suppose we've, I touched on on Terry's wedding in Portugal there a lot of brides are going abroad so I suppose is there something they should be thinking about when they're ordering their dress in terms of timelines you know what are the kind of things around traveling with a dress I know people say book a seat on the plane do you have any kind of tips I suppose on if you are taking a wedding dress abroad it's important that the fabric you know is not one that's going to crease a lot Mm. so you know some satins will crease and like the airlines are not as um they used to put them up and hang them up in their mm-hmm. like where they put their coats and stuff like yes. that. They don't do that anymore. If you got a nice uh, so air hostess. <laughs> yeah, if you don't get them anymore. So like um not saying their air hostesses are lovely, but like they just can't do those mm. things anymore. So you're gonna have to possibly put it in hand luggage. Mm-hmm. So that means, you know, uh, lace is always good for that or crepe material is good for that. You've got to make sure that your dress isn't too heavy as well mm. so like big a lines and stuff like that are not ideal you'd be just roasting mm-hmm. other than that yeah i would i don't know about booking a seat on the plane either you can do that um but you'll just end up putting it up on the the overhead ca- cabin do you know what i mean so okay. i think the the luggage bag is is where the carry-on is mm. the safest to be honest and i guess if there is any if some people have concerns, it's probably worth ringing at their travel agent or their, you know, the airline as well. Or if you have friends kind of in the airline industry, but it's it's something that brides need to think about if they are traveling abroad with the wedding dresses. How is the dress going to get there? Because I'm sure you'd love to deliver them or aid yourself to, to Portugal and places, but you don't always get to. <laughs> no, I would. I'd be, I'm, I'll, I'll carry it over and buy my ticket. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. It's worth ringing ahead and saying, look, I have my wedding dress. But um, I know that a lot of uh, airlines have said, you know, you're just going to have to put it in the cabin mm. uh, baggage. But what we have done for brides is actually uh, after we've steamed the dresses, we get them to bring their, their luggage with them into the shop and we'll fold it in in nicely and neatly in a way that we think it won't crease as much but a really good tip as well you will have your wedding planner over there just to you know pre-warn them that you may need a steamer for your dress mm-hmm. um, so they should have that ready for you that's brilliant that's a great service that you provide if you you pack the bag as well 
Yeah, we packed the bag. It's just like, I did do a, a thing on how to store wedding dresses as well. Like there is certain ways on how to hang them and, you know, so you're not stretching straps or, mm-hmm. you know, that they're not going to crease as much. So yeah, look, it's, it only takes a few minutes, but it's worth it if a bride is going abroad. Of course. And when the bride tries on what will become the dress on the day, do you have an inkling before they do that, that that's the dress for them? Yeah, like uh, a lot of the time it would come down to say, I pull the dress for them or um, a lot of the time moms pull the dress, which is great as well. But uh, the whole, I can't describe the experience, Lisa. It's amazing and it's um, a privilege to be part of it when a bride steps out and she looks at herself for the first time in her dress and it, it's the whole mood in the room changes. You get goosebumps. You just know that she's looking at herself going, oh my God, this is it. Do you know? And Aww. it just takes one person to be like, you look amazing. And yeah, the tears it's start. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And I'm so emotional. I'm like always crying. But uh, yeah, no, it, it is. It's, it's, it's the best part of my job, just looking at them, looking at themselves and, a lot of people think that a bridal moment is that you're crying and you know you're overcome with emotion but it it literally can be anything from just a look that you give yourself to be just oh my god yeah I love it and that's Mm. it as simple as that you know and you have that magical part of of the start of their journey I guess to the altar as well which is really special for you yeah no I love it and look and I appreciate every every bride that says yes to my store and it's it's lovely to be a part of, it really is. Now, restrictions are in place in stores, obviously, and, and the shopping experience in Ireland is changing from now on. So that is affecting brides as well. So can you explain a little bit about how you're adapting the process in MK Bridal with appointments in terms of PPE? How many people can people bring as their restrictions? So just, I suppose, you know, what can brides expect now that, that haven't even visited a store before and now it's it's changing? What can they expect in terms of, of a visit to, to your store or any other bridal stores now? Yeah, look, it has been a big change, but now we're three weeks in and I have to say it's been great. So what, what we do is we are allowing two guests per bride mm-hmm. and we do ask that you bring your own masks. And um, if you forget, we've got them there anyway. When the bride comes in, we just all sanitize their hands. And I'm quite lucky. My boutique is quite big, so we can social distance really well. Um, myself and the girls wear PPE as well. So it's worked really great. And it's like anything. At the start, it was like, oh, my gosh, you know, this is so strange. We have the face shields on. We have a mask. And, but by the end of the first week, it just became normal because I suppose it's like anything when you're doing it all the time. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it was. And the girls have been great. Like everybody has stuck to the rules. And I think everybody's just mindful that we don't want to go back to full lockdown or anything. So I think it's been it, it was strange at the start, but definitely mm-hmm. It's becoming the, and I, I know this phrase is used all the time, but the new normal. <laughs> <laughs> and so I guess, you know, brides are still looking to get out there and get their appointments straight away in the, you know, since you've opened three weeks ago. So they are getting back to planning. And, and obviously from the sounds of it, they're not, you know, I suppose disappointed that they can't bring more once they can 
actually shop for their dress now and they will do what they need to do if it's wear masks or or you know any restrictions absolutely to to. Get, you know being able to get out and um interact as well and you know i suppose your wedding's put on hold there for three months mm-hmm. and it's like oh i can't wait to start the process up again you know i'm gonna get my dress i'm gonna do you know what i mean it's great it's a mm-hmm. bit of life around the place again and it's great to see so many brides wanting to come in and see us so we're just delighted brilliant and have in the last three weeks have any has anybody said yes to the dress yet oh yes there has Yay! been oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah weddings are in yes. safe hands weddings are in safe hands we're full steam ahead and you know what we we have weddings going ahead for the summer so the numbers will be smaller but we do have our some of our brides are going ahead which is just great and i think the the bride should have be positive for the end of the year i think the way we're going i see no reason why these numbers can't up a little bit more please Mm, god fingers crossed you also stock bridesmaids dresses so in terms of how does that work now with restrictions for bridesmaids if somebody has three or four bridesmaids is it just a case that they bring one or two to the store to to see what works and then they go in for fittings afterwards or how are you working that process um it's a bit more difficult because um you know we we have to keep the two guests per bride Mm -hmm. policy but like if you have three bridesmaids and you bring two in and the other bridesmaids out in the car and we can just rotate if you find something you love we can just let the girls go and let the the next bridesmaid in and that's the way we do it so we also do like you know the contact tracing for everyone and Mm -hmm. so we've everything like that under control but yeah we look needs must and if you need your bridesmaid dresses we can definitely get them for you so if it just means that we just change out we can do it Great. And you work on appointment only in your store. And is it, I know a lot of places will do usually just one bride at a time, but some places do two. So do you just do one? Uh, no, we ha- we do two at a time. Perfect. So we do. Um, but we've, we've staggered the appointments as well. So not everybody is coming in together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we leave time between appointments to disinfect and clean down surfaces and everything. And we steam the dresses after each person has worn them as well. Brilliant. A lot of extra work, but it's it's worth it if if there's some yeses being said already to to dresses. So that's a, a great a great uh, response to the reopening of your store. We're nearly at the end, Maureen. Already. Um, my last question for you is, unless you have other dress tips, but what is your one wedding tip or piece of advice as both a bridal consultant, I guess, and as a past bride? What's the one thing you would say to anyone planning their wedding right now? When you pick your dress and you've got uh, photographs of you in it, delete all of them. <gasps> Stop looking. And just, that's it. Put it to bed, you picked your dress. And then when you come back, you'll have the feeling all over again when you try it back on. Oh, that's brilliant. I love that. And that's what my biggest advice is because I've had so many people nitpick at their pictures of themselves mm. in a dress. And they, they put little seeds of doubt in their mind. But, you know, but that is my biggest, just delete everything. Stop looking. <laughs> <laughs> and that's really hard to do, but that would be my number one. We're all guilty of it. We're all guilty of looking back at pictures of ourselves and we, we try on things that we never bought and then we, we, we rip ourselves apart. But no, that is a brilliant tip. And especially if it's, you know, if you're trying on a dress 
nine or ten months in advance you don't need to be you know looking at those photos for for those nine months when you'll be looking at the, the finished product on your wedding day you'll be looking at those photos for a lot longer because you haven't got your tan done your hair and your makeup you know you probably don't have the right underwear on when you're in it do you know what I mean so I just you know you fell in love with it for a reason just leave it alone stop looking at it well Maureen thank you so much for joining me today and I wish you the very best luck in MK Bridal with the times ahead thank you so much for having me Lisa um I that was great thank you thank you for listening to Lisa's Wedding World I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate and review this podcast. And if you would like to get in touch, you can find me on Instagram at Lisa's Wedding World.